You're listening to another episode of the Small Business Saturdays Podcast. Listen to them all at smallbusinesssaturdayspodcast.com. Welcome to Small Business Saturdays. Welcome to Small Business Saturdays. The Small Business Saturdays podcast. With your host and my husband. And my dad, Aaron Montgomery. Join the conversation. Let's talk some business. Good morning, good morning, good morning. Welcome into Small Business Saturdays. My name is Aaron Montgomery and you can find me at oursuccessgroup.com. Today we are going to dive into small changes that can make a big difference. And and I want to talk to you about this whole concept of what I would consider making slight edge type changes. And the reason I would consider that that is one of my favorite books is called The Slight Edge, and it's by Jeff Olson. And it's a, a fantastic understanding of why we need to look at the challenges that we face and then just break them down into the small changes that we can make and then be taking action by doing one thing. In my case, I prefer to try to do five things that get me closer to my goal each day. And we'll talk more about that as we go through this. When we talk about making small changes and making a big difference, when we focus on those small things, not only will we start improving our business, our lives, things like that, but we're going to actually make our lives easier on ourselves as well. You're not going to be constantly faced with huge daunting tasks or attempting to make large, massive changes that require huge amounts of resources. Let let me give you a quick example of how this might look from a big picture perspective here. I recently watched a TED Talk by a gentleman named Rory Sutherland, an English guy, so pretty entertaining and fun if you like a, a bit of a dry sense of humor, which I do. He talks about the fact that the Euro train from London to Paris was faced with a big challenge. They needed to figure out a way to increase their ridership because the trip did not have a good connotation to it. It was not reliable. It was slow. It was un... Uh, what's the best way to put it? It was uncomfortable, I guess. <laughs> if I was going for an unword, it was uncomfortable. And, and so they just needed to improve their brand. And the big solution that was actually used was they spent $6 billion and took several years to build new tracks. And those new tracks only reduced the time of the trip by 40 minutes. So they shaved off 40 minutes by spending $6 billion and uh, taking several years to build new tracks. So they had this big, grandiose, we have to make this big, drastic change. But his suggestion was to take a smaller view of the problem and to hire fun, engaging people who would walk up and down the train and pass out free drinks during the duration. Actually, his example was to hire supermodels. But um, have you heard about the five keys of business success called growing and launching your business? It's an online training program and you can check it out at oursuccessgroup.com forward slash five keys. While there, you can purchase the valuable online training modules and resources. It's over five hours of small bite-sized video training sessions broke out into 25 modules. Plus, there are 26 specific action steps designed to cement the training and get you into action on building the right foundation. You also get tools you need beyond the five hours of proven training, like spreadsheets, example forms that you can use and make your own, plus policy and marketing templates and more. 
The Five Keys of Business Success is designed to help you learn to price your products for profit, enjoy confidence in your marketing, have an efficient workflow and process, wow your customers with amazing service, and know exactly what it costs to be in business each day. Skip the alternative of feeling lost and overwhelmed and stop losing money or not even knowing where you're at until it's too late. Invest in the Five Keys online training program today to get the foundation you deserve for your small business. Go to oursuccessgroup.com forward slash five keys. Either way you look at it, both male and female, right? The passengers would then ask for the trains to be slowed down and they would have more ridership because people would be talking about the fun experience they had. You know, so for his example, another thing that we could point to and look at here is why not train their employees to have more empathy, to allow them to be entertaining and be themselves and live the why of the company to their fullest. If that sounds familiar to you at all, that is how Southwest Airlines became the U.S. market leader in air carriers because of that exact thing. They wanted their employees to have more empathy. They allowed them to be themselves and be entertaining. And uh, they went from from an airline industry that was stuffy and and boring and and not comfortable to fun. Right. The the the, the warrior spirit and and all of the things that Southwest brought about. And they didn't have to make big, massive, sweeping changes. They just had to start working on small things every day, training for more empathy, allowing, letting people know that it's okay to be themselves, to be entertaining and not just read the the start of the, the trip like most other airlines do. So th- those are some, some ideas here of, of how we can take big problems and start looking at small ways that we can make a difference. Now, I understand that you guys listening in are not the Euro train or you're not Southwest Airlines. So you're probably asking, well, how can I do this for my business, Aaron? Well, here's what I suggest. I want you to focus on seemingly small things and tasks that can have a big impact for your company. Again, just the idea here is we don't have to make wholesale changes or tackle massive projects to improve things. But we should be looking for small ways we can make immediate improvements and let those improvements build up over time. So I have some specific examples for you here, but I also would love to hear what you guys think are some things that you can do, the small improvements that you can make. So I'm going to bring up my specific examples. Love to hear yours. I'd love to hear your thoughts, your questions, your ideas about how we can make small changes in our business and ha- that will have massive changes. So let's start off with number one here, and that is having a plan. All right. Now, I know that having a plan can be a big thing, like a complete business plan. And, and you all know that I'm a huge advocate of having a business plan. Um But in this context, it can also be about having a plan that's small. It's, it's, I say having a plan, but it could just be stopping to think about something before moving forward, about being intentional about what your day is, about being intentional about what the message is that you're trying to convey and not just trying to do 20,000 things at one time and not doing any of them well. It's about slowing down, having a plan, taking a pause and, and getting specific. So As an example, one of the small things that I do each day is to start my day by writing down the five most important things I need to get done that day. 
It can be anything from making sure I spend more time with my family to making sure that I get a certain task done that I know is going to help move me forward to spending some time working on my overall plan. Any of those things can be on that list. And, you know, some days it's just to relax. Some days I've got to make sure I get the yard mode, right? It's not specific as to, okay, it's always got to be about moving forward to my goal. It's just that I've taken the time. I've taken a moment. This normally takes me five to 15 minutes tops. And normally it takes about 15 minutes because I also write down uh, at least 13 things that I'm grateful for at the same time. So I've got five things I'm going to do today and 13 things that I'm grateful for. Always a great way to be intentional about my day. And that way, I've got that list that I know I'm going to get done today. And then I can easily go, okay, day, come at me. I'm ready for you. I know there's going to be the daily rush of fires that need to be put out, I, people needing my attention, and just my general knack for <laughs> being drawn to shiny objects. I know that's going to happen. Somebody's going to suggest a new tool, and I'm going to want to jump into it and try it out and play with it and uh, do all that other stuff. So, I know those things are going to happen. So if I take a moment to have a plan for my day, I'm not going to be completely disrailed. So that is number one. That's the, that's the first example I've got for you. The second example here is to just be organized. This is kind of like having a plan. And, and I know for some people, this can be a bigger task. And, and I know I have moments where I've let it get away from me a little bit and, and it does feel a little bit overwhelming. There's a view too many stacks and things going on. And, and the other thing I am totally aware of is that in our industry, we are creative people. We are taking a blank product and making it something people are going to love through using our creativity. And I also understand that creativity and order and organization don't always see eye to eye. They're, they're, Creativity comes out of chaos. The organization processes planning are the other side, right? So I get all that. And I, and I know that, you know, there are people that deal with a huge amount of clutter and, and enjoy the chaos of having 10,000 unread emails. I, I understand that. And I'm, I'm not trying to say you've got to get rid of all of that and immediately go to inbox zero and have the perfect, cleany, shiny desk with everything in its right place. I'm saying, let's think about the small things that we can do that might only take a few minor adjustments to really see some big gains. You know, maybe starting with something small, like putting your scissors in the same place after each use and making that a habit. Always saying, okay, I'm going to be intentional about where my scissors live, right? What's their home? And then I'm going to make sure that every time I go, oh, shoot, where are those scissors? I remind myself, you know what? Set that intention of putting the scissors back every time you use them. You know, maybe you find an old, here we go. <laughs> Perfect example here. Maybe you find an old coffee mug that just it doesn't fit anymore. I don't know if this one, I think this one was actually messed up or I just didn't use it because it was the old design that I had for two regular guys. So this is my coffee cup. Here's my scissors. Here's my pens, my highlighters, pens the things that I need. They sit in a coffee mug in one place. And when I'm done using them, things go back into that coffee mug. So maybe your weeding tools, your pens, your scissors, stage them, right? And, and have them in one central place that you've intentionally set up. 
right? It thought through, why is it important to have my scissors here? Am I always walking into the other room because that's where I store my scissors at, but yet I use them all the time next to my press? Well, then put them next to your press, right? So making those small organizational changes are huge. Or here's another example that you could use. How about before you actually dive into working on the next job, that you actually stage everything that you need. You get all of the supplies out, you get your blanks lined up, you get them organized, you get everything going to a point where now you can focus on making, so you've got everything ready to go. Now you can get into making that product and you can focus on making the perfect product for the customer. You're not distracted with, okay, I've got to grab this. I got to think about this. This is actually a skill that my wife does really well. She's she's really good at this. And in fact, when I get in the way of it, it, it causes chaos because I like to do multiple things at once, right? And, and going hard. So that's why she does the production. And I just try to now ask how I can help because there's that clear process that that is there. Okay, let's do this. And then we discuss some ways we can maybe make that a little more fa- efficient and whatnot. But at the end of the day, what can you do to make your life a little bit easier by just getting a little more organized? All right. So that's the next idea here. From there, I want to give you the third thought here. And again, as you guys have ideas, thoughts, questions, comments about this, please feel free to put them into the comments and I will get to those here after a little bit. But the next thing is improve our digital presence. I'd say the number one thing here is to make sure that you have a website. And I don't care how technically challenged you are. Having a website in today's world is something that you should be able to do. And so you need to make sure that somehow, some way you carve out some time to set up a WordPress, a Wix, Squarespace, whatever. This does not have to be a massive project. This does not have to be overwhelming. It doesn't have to be a bazillion page, all this cool functionality and stuff like that. You just need to have a single clean space online that you can call your own. Even if you're using other things like Etsy or, you know, Facebook Marketplace or, you know, whatever it is that you drive most of your sales through, that's totally fine. But you still need to have a home on the internet, period even if you don't really use it for a whole lot other than just it's a marker, it's a space, right? And so with that idea in mind, it can be a one-page website with the reasons why your customers should do business with you, what's in it for them, and then having a clear call to action. You'll you'll hear people call this type of page a, a landing page, and that's really all you necessarily need for your business. Now, you might want more than that down the road, But again, we're talking about small changes that can make a big difference. And having this one page landing page is a great idea. One of my favorite examples uh, of a one page kind of landing page style website is um, my friend Joe Ortna and his site, which you can find at Ortna Art. And I'm going to go ahead and put it into the comments here. You guys might not be able to see this on the Facebook side yet, but I'll get it in the comments later and I'll put it up on screen here. It's Ortna Art. Um, and it's it's great because it's just, it's got everything above the fold. People know to connect. It's uh, shirts that deserve a hanger. So they know it's all about quality. Um, the only uh, suggestion I would give is instead of having that 
faded uh, screen print press as the picture there, that maybe you have a more clear picture of somebody holding a hanger with a shirt up smiling, right? That, that, that they're getting a hanger worthy shirt. And so having people there uh, as your front page is a, is a great idea. So again, it doesn't have to be this massive, huge project. It just needs to give your potential customers a place that they can take action that you own and control yourself. So if you already have a website, maybe an incremental small change you can make is to just make some updates to it. Add some pictures to keep it fresh. Make sure you're, you put a new blog post in. Google actually looks at how often a website is updated and the more uh, regularly and consistently that it's updated. So even if you're only updating it once a month, that's fine. Just do it consistently. Um, so updating your website consistently and those small changes will make a big difference as to how far up the algorithm you move. All right. Now, the other thing that we can do when it comes to improving our digital space is we've got to figure out a way to ditch the AOL, Hotmail, Yahoo email addresses, right? And, and, and I know that these might be something that we've used for our entire life. We actually talk about this on the Two Regular Guys podcast. You can check that out over at tworegularguys.com. And this idea of what is, what is your presentation saying about you? Now, we talked about websites. And since you have a website, you should also be able to have an email. In fact, the, the best website providers out there uh, where you host your website, you should be able to actually have a free email address that goes along with your hosted website. And so as an example here, which email would you rather open first if you were expecting to get an or expecting or wanting to get an email from me? If that email came from Aaron at our success group.com, or if it came from my old Yahoo email, which was woodyvber13 at yahoo.com, right? So which one is going to tell you, hey, Aaron is intentional, Aaron's serious about his business, uh, he's somebody worth trusting, he's somebody worth parting with my hard-earned money at, just that small change of actually having an email address that is at your website your name or hello or info or whatever works for you at your website.com, right? Or, or whatever, <laughs> .org, .info, .co, whatever they are out there where there's lots more opportunities available for websites these days. Um, and so just making that small change, this doesn't mean that you have to completely ditch using Yahoo or Hotmail or Gmail or whatever. My emails that would go to Aaron at our successgroup.com. They go into my Gmail and I still live inside of my Gmail account. My, my Gmail is Montco 13 at gmail.com. And that's the one I've been using forever. And that's where all of my emails come into is in that box. But out of Gmail, I can send from whichever emails that I've got in there, the our success group.com emails, etc. So these are not big, massive things. And, and I know that, you know, people might know you as so-and-so at AOL.com, but you also need to have that web address that is at your website. So that, that's a small thing that you can do right there. And then the next small step that we can do to improve your digital presence 
is to spend about five minutes or, or so double checking the transactional emails that your company sends. So when I talk about transactional emails, what I mean, these are the emails that are automatically sent maybe from your website when somebody places an order or maybe from your shipping uh, software when the uh, shipment is gone and, and you're sending them the tracking information. You know, the, these transactional emails that go out, you wanna make sure that you double check those from time to time. Are they still clearly communicating good information? Are they still improving the customer experience? And first and foremost, you should go back and make sure that they're grammatically correct with good spelling, right? In today's world, with tools like Grammarly and, and other tools that are out there, there's really zero reason for spelling errors in emails. It just it, the reality is, if you choose to use a tool like Grammarly, and you can use that for free, most of your spelling errors and grammatical errors should be covered. Now, is that not going to cover everything? I still send a few things out that once I go back and read them, go, oh, shoot, miss that, right? But I don't have massive spelling errors and, and other things like that. And I think what happens is a lot of spelling and grammar errors come from the fact that we tend to rely a bit too heavily on these things on our phones, right? Phones to me are just a tool, another tool that you can manage and kind of what, what I would consider triage, just take care of something quickly that I need to. But if you use your phone as your number one tool uh, for your business, I think you're gonna have a hard time. I think we need to make sure that when we're in our office or, or when as, as often as we can, we have a computer and I'm doing this with my hands for those of you on the live video portion, because I've got my computer in front of me here. I, I wanna do my work from a computer. That's the professional tool. And I can then have things like Grammarly. Yes, your phone can have the same types of apps and help. Um, I use Gboard on my phone and it does help me with grammar errors and things like that. So I get it, but these small changes, just spending more time doing work on your computer and less time, sitting at your desk with your phone in your hand, right? That, that That's not going to do you a whole lot of good. When you sit down at your, your desk, be focused on what you're doing. Um, I, I have my phone with me, but for the most part, it just stays there as a clock for me, right? I can look at the time. It's uh, whatever time it, it happens to be at that time. So there's another thing, quick improvement that we can make. And, and one more note about those transactional emails. Um, Again, do they make sense and have a better customer experience? Your, your transactional emails or the things that you say underneath your signature line, like your policies and procedures, are they improving the customer experience or is it just you wanting to feel better and berate your customers with your rules and regulations, right? So just making those small incremental thought changes, mindset shifts can also make a huge difference. Last but not least here, Hi, I'm Kyleen, and you're listening to an episode of the Small Business Saturdays podcast. Do you want to subscribe to the Small Business Saturdays podcast? Head over to smallbusinesssaturdayspodcast.com. There are tons of ways to subscribe. Click on your favorite and grab all the information about growing your small business. Excellent customer service. The biggest small change that you can make that will give you a huge reward is to practice empathy, right? And 
some of you are very empathetic and, and are fantastic at it. Uh, somebody like myself, who empathy is actually kind of at the lower range of my strengths, uh, is something I have to practice, right? Uh, and it's not because I'm a bad person. It's not because I'm rude. I'm mean. It's just something that is not natural to me automatically. So I know that I've got to practice it. And having extra, excellent customer service is the easiest thing that we can do, but it's the last thing that we typically work on. So we learn how to make products. We learn how to improve our shipping methods. We, we do team building exercises even. So we build some empathy internally. But when was the last time you sat down for a minute and thought about the ways through your entire customer experience from start to finish, what ways or changes can you make in there to show your customers that you have more empathy for them, that you're there to solve their problems for them, right? Is, is it a long process with lots of hoops and regulations and rules? Well, there's your first change. Start making it easier for your customers to do business with you. You don't, you don't want to give your current customers a reason to look for alternative solutions companies, competitors, right? You don't want to give them that reason. You want to wow them to a point where they're going to become your best sales reps. Not only are they going to be your customers, but they're going to become your best sales reps and you don't even have to pay them a commission, really, right? So the point here is to encourage you to look at the fine details of what it is that you do. Again, I know that we're I'm throwing a whole lot of examples at you, but we're just... I'm just asking you to spend time smoke, focusing on just the smallest pieces of that. You know, think about the user or the customer experience. You want to put yourself in their shoes when it comes to all your touch points and, and have a passion for making those interactions the best they can be. One of the easiest ways to do this to start is buy a product from yourself. I know this sounds silly. You're going to pull out your credit card. You may have to use a secondary email address or something like that, but just go to your website, go to wherever you're at and buy a product from yourself and follow it all the way through, right? You can, at the end of it, you can refund your credit card if you want to, uh, and you're going to spend the money on the credit card transactional fee. I, I get it, but just buy that product and follow that process the whole way through and then pretend that you're one of your customers. Right. And, and so making these changes doesn't mean that you have to be a perfectionist and, and get paralyzed by analyzing every little bit in detail. But I just want you to put forth your best effort and show up as your best self as often as you can. The more often you show up as your best self in your customer experiences, the, the more your customers and other stakeholders are going to realize that you care about your business, about them and so we just have to continue to put ourselves in our customers' shoes. We want to make those small improvements every day that are just going to add up over time and become greater success. You're going to open your eyes one day and go, wow, I can't believe I was there and now I'm here, right? But if you don't make those small changes every day and all you're doing is focusing on these big, massive, woe is me, I can't do it, there's so much to do then you're never going to have that opportunity to wake up and go, wow, I can't believe I was there. And now look where I'm at now, right? If you're not taking those daily actions to make small incremental improvements, you don't give yourself the chance. So 
give yourself the chance, focus on ways that you can make small incremental improvements and then go from there. All right. So that's, that's what I've got for you guys with that. Um, let me know what other questions, comments, thoughts you guys have. I appreciate everybody checking in here. Uh, we've got Re in with us. Uh, good morning. We have Wendy checking in. Thank you so much for being here this morning. Let me know if you guys have anything else. And then I'm going to close with this. So I'm looking for the undercover heroes out there. I, I, I know you know people out there just like you and me, actually, who have a family, a business, a, a community that's counting on them to share their unique gifts with the world. And you're actually going to be able to spot these people because they're going to be carrying around this really dubious, dastardly villain. And that villain is self-doubt. The evil inner critic who is blocking them from achieving the amazing results they deserve. In fact, this villain is so dangerous that he or she could be undermining you as we speak and you don't even know it, right? So on Saturday, September 25th, my wife, Kyleen, and I will be guiding another group of superheroes through a 60-minute virtual workshop to share a process to remove limiting beliefs, and we're going to leave you with the resources to keep knocking down blocks anytime you want. So if you know of anybody that uh, could use this, those undercover superheroes, or maybe it's even you, make sure that you send them to this link right here. It is at osg.link forward slash BTLB, breaking through limiting beliefs is what that stands for. And osg.link forward slash BTLB. If you'll send anyone you know with self-doubts over to that link so you can help them remove those limiting blocks and then they can attend the workshop on September 25th. Thank you all so much for being here today. Have a wonderful rest of your Saturday and we will talk to you all again very soon. Thanks for tuning into another episode of Small Business Saturday Podcast. We appreciate having you as part of the community of listeners. Tune in for the live video sessions at facebook.com slash aaronmontgomery.info to become part of the active community. You can contact me directly at aaron at montcoconsulting.com. Thanks again for listening.